You're listening to Work Tape, episode 54. Podcast. It is Isaac Grover with Christina again, and we are in the studio today talking about melismas. How are you, Christina? I am good. I'm tired, but I'm good. How are you? Uh, you know, I was tired, but I'm a lot more energetic right now, and I'm pretty mellow. I'm just like I'm in between. I'm not really tired. I'm kind of, but not really tired. You know, it's like I don't feel like falling asleep. Maybe I could take like a break in an hour, right? But um, I've been going for for quite a while today, just pretty early, like 536, something like that. Yeah. Oof. That is early. <laughs> yeah. So That's I've been up, early. So I've been up for about a full 12 hours. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the, that's rough. I'm used to waking up early now, but I just didn't get enough sleep last night for all y'all Arizonians. I was at the Salt River yesterday, uh, <laughs> getting baptized, getting rebaptized, actually. Not because I think you need more than one baptism, but because my first baptism was before I walked away from God. And now that I'm following God again, I was like, you know what? I feel like this is a good time to just like do it again, like show that I am truly following Jesus. You don't need to do that, but I wanted to. So anyway, I was at the Salt River, super tired. So then I took a nap, which was a terrible idea. Because even after taking a melatonin last night, I could not sleep. Yeah, that happens to me. I'll take melatonin and it still doesn't do it. So, yeah, yeah, it's horrible. If you take it too much, it keeps you from naturally producing melatonin. So it like fights against you. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that's why I'm tired. <laughs> that's fair. It's a rough life. <laughs> Well, then proceed and teach us about melismas, uh, kind of simulating that teacher-student situation that we were going to do last time. Definitely. So when it comes to how to do melismas, because everyone wants to do melismas, everyone wants to be like Olivia Rodrigo and Ariana Grande and Beyonce. And I mean, like, yeah, why not? These are really talented women with killer voices why not try and sing like that? But the problem is if you do not execute a melisma well, it sounds like absolute trash. And I'm thinking of those women who get up and sing the Star Spangled Banner and decide they're going to add a ton of melismas and it just doesn't sound good for one, because it's the Star Spangled Banner, but for two, because they're just... (laughs) not doing the job well. (laughs) Just the truth. (laughs) Y'all know. Yep. Y'all know what I mean. You've all heard them. It's just not great. It's, it's really not great. Melismas have to be done so precisely in order to be done. Well, Beyonce does them naturally in my experience. Like this is probably a stereotype, but I think it's a fair stereotype and it's a good one. African-American singers just absolutely kill it on melismas. They do so well. Beyonce, Whitney Houston, Mariah Carey, like they just naturally do it. And so how to do a melisma, how to teach a melisma, what it really comes down to is, so if you imagine you're singing 
and people are singing from note to note to note. Even if they do it really slowly, they're treating each note different. And so I get a ton of students who will just do a simple exercise like, and what happens is halfway through or even every other note, their tone quality changes. Whatever, something like that. That's an exaggeration to make a point. If you are doing that, going from note to note to note, and your note is changing, the tone is changing on each note, you are not going to be able to do a melisma. Each note has to be produced in the same part of your face or mouth, whatever. Um, It has to be produced in the same spot and in the same way. And to make a melisma really good, it has to be forward. It can't be coming from your throat. Nothing should be coming from your throat anyway, because it's just going to kill your voice. But you almost want to think really nasally. So let's say you do something really slow. Z. Each note has to be produced in the same exact spot. Then you can start getting faster. Z, Z, Z. So it has to remain a certain level of symmetry. Yes, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Otherwise, it's as if, let's say you have a pearl necklace and one pearl's just like got a crack in it and it's trying to pop off the string. That's going to mess things up. Right. So sequence is really important. Sequence is really important. Yep. It's almost like a symmetrical sequence. Like it's got a, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, that's the only way a melisma is going to work. And even then it's really difficult. I don't do melismas like I just can't do them. And I'm capable of keeping my voice in the same placement. It's the speed that gets me, the agility. Like my, my vocal agility is just next to nothing. And you really have to work up to it. You have to like really focus on that. I noticed that what helps me, because here's another thing. Let's say you have all of your notes in the exact same place. The placement's correct. The tone is correct. You're just set up for success and all of that stuff. But let's say all of a sudden it starts to sound slidey. Z, like just really messy. Yeah, it's, it's sloppy. Exactly. It's still sloppy. You have to work at that point then on clarity. And this is also, by the way, this isn't just for pop singers. This is for like coloratura opera singers. My very good friend, Fran, who was a coloratura soprano, she had to really work on um, clarity, like on not being sloppy in her melismas because she'd be singing so fast. It's really fast stuff. And then it comes down to really making sure each note is enunciated. And that is very difficult when you're moving really fast. So that's what executing properly a melisma comes down to is placement, vocal placement, making sure you've got that symmetry down, everything's in the same place, but also everything is super clear and not slidey. Everything is enunciated. And so you can see why it's super difficult to do it well. And people who do it naturally, I'm just like, well, geez, I don't know how good for you though. (laughs) Well, back to your point, it sounds like these techniques and methods, they definitely predate modern pop anyway. So I'm really not surprised that it's had its way in classical, a considerable amount before modern pop. Absolutely. 
probably the same for um, jazz because I know you mentioned <laughs> African American, uh, which that's fair because I always just say black, but no, that's fair. Like uh, in the African content, I don't really know, and I'm not gonna lie, I'm I'm kind of going off the fly here, but it seems like uh, when you listen to African styles of music, especially the vocal stuff, not just rhythms, but the actual vocal styles throughout each of these countries in sub-Saharan Africa, they have quite a lot of control in their voice. Mm. And I know we talked a little bit about melismas and scat, but it seems like, I don't know if it's a combination of both or if it's one or the other. I wouldn't be surprised if there are both melismas and scat in African, traditional African music, more like the vocal and the singing. So I'm not surprised that, I mean, you listen to it, you listen to your, how do I, how do I say something without oversimplifying a culture? I just hate doing that. So hard. It's very hard, it's but, hard. but maybe it's a little bit easier because I'm black. So <laughs> I won't have as many people <laughs> mad at me. You can get away with it anyway. Yeah. Just barely. I'll get people mad at me, but you know, some people will be like, oh, I can't. We always it. will. Everyone's <laughs> mad today. So, you know. <laughs> Exactly. So without trying to insult anyone or oversimplify a culture, it does seem like, you know, Africans, when it comes to vocal music, they're masters at shifting from note to note and doing it very fluidly, very smoothly, very beautifully, colorfully, whatever you want to put it. They seem to just, mm -hmm. it's almost like the voice, it's, it does remind me a little bit of melismas of the Middle East. Like they also are so vocal. And I don't think that every culture in this world, I mean, yodeler is actually pretty cool. Like the way they use their voice. I mean, I have to give a lot of respect toward those cultures as well. The Swiss and, and, and Polish, like it seems like every culture uses their voice differently. Yes. It's so cool. And so just for like African and, and Middle Eastern areas, because we're kind of more talking on that. I definitely know that those people are a master of scat melismas, like out of any culture. And then the whole of Europe with, you know, more classical, you know, the Baroque and the Romantic period and or opera. Sorry, I, I don't even know the different subcultures of opera. So that would be kind of cool to get into sometime if you know any of that. Oh, man, I'm not well versed on that either. I could look some uh, for sure. Cool. But um, yeah, the, the Africans definitely have kind of a, it's just like a crazy handle on the voice. And I'll, I'll never, I don't know. I'm, I'm not saying I couldn't learn it. I'm just like saying like, it's beyond me. I, I just appreciate it from a distance. Right. And I actually have not heard much African vocal music. I need to look more into it. But a friend of mine who was a choir teacher with me, he made a really interesting point that part of why African-American singers or Black singers tend to be so good at vocal control, melismas and belting, actually, mm. because of the way they approach language. Because typically, if you hear them speak, their voices are more forward language, not like different dialects or anything, just like the way they approach language. Everything is so forward. And that is, as we talked about, that's so helpful to melismas. It's also very helpful to belting. Belting is so extremely forward. Um, same in the Middle East, actually. The reason they're able to belt so well is because their voices and their language, super forward. 
it makes sense. They're very close to each other geographically. Yeah. And I wonder if that's just, I don't know. I don't want to say anything. I'm just guessing, but I think that in a lot of cultures around the world, their language is a lot more forward than we do maybe in the West or at least in America. Everyone in America is like way back in their throat. Everything is like dragging down and all this stuff. And then you get other places and it's really <laughs> nice and forward. And so it's just different. <laughs> Americans mastered the art of honestly, just almost like full on feel and no technicality. <laughs> yes yes absolutely oh We're, americans i love you i do love I'm you so proud to be one but geez like get your voices out of the gutter and by the gutter i mean your throat <laughs> <laughs> that's a good note to end on no pun intended because it's always like music puns right right <laughs> no uh let's go over some artists the next one i think that'd be great yeah kind of talk about what we've been listening to and, you know, honestly, if you ever come up with some more Melisma stuff, uh, let's hear it. But I think your tips have been I mean, you, you gave tips in a, in a more like you gave us like an overview of what you would go through. And I think it's pretty cool. Um, and I appreciate it. And I think other people appreciate listening to your um, your instruction, because, I mean, you, you know what you're talking about. And I think the good thing about you is like even if you're not proficient in something, you're proficient enough in something that you understand where you're not proficient. And you're just like, hey, I don't know this area, but I know mm -hmm. I know more or less about this area and maybe how to get to this area. I'm just saying it's not really my area. So, mm -hmm. yeah, definitely. <laughs> I was going to say it's not my forte, but that was too easy. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but Christina, we'll have you next episode. We're just going to go over like stuff we've been listening to. And I think it'd be cool. So just be casual. Sounds good. Cool. Thanks for your education. Yes, of course. Thank you. Okay, Rad. Talk with you next week. All right. Peace. Peace. Peace.